playing the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. Featuring search engine analyst Danny Sullivan. Keeping you up to speed and ahead of the game on what's happening in the search engine marketing arena. Each day, join us for a recap of the prior days happening in your world. The Daily Searchcast makes sense of industry stories and sharing off-the-cuff remarks about what happened and what may come. Guest hosts give you a closer look and keep things rolling along with questions. So tune in and keep informed on the latest from Google, Yahoo, MSN Search, Ask, and other search engines. Join us now for this edition of SearchCast. Here's your host. That's right, everybody. It is Tuesday, February the 20th. My name is Darren Babbitt of WebmasterRadio.fm, and I am joined by my co-host for today's Daily SearchCast, Detlev Johnson. How are you, buddy? S.E. Guru. Going is on. that time again? Is it search cast time? It is, and 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 pardon the delay in us getting on the air, guys. We, I was hustling on up the freeway, and uh, sometimes here in Fort Lauderdale, ninety five gets a little crazy. But uh, dude, I'm back in the saddle. Hey man, you're on. I, I, I'm I'm here. I'm cocked, locked, and I'm ready to rock. <laughs> Got some news Excellent. for us. Excellent. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, quick shout out to Neo in the chat room. It's always fun to bring up a Talking Heads tune. <laughs> You know, we share a lot in common with Talking Heads, you know, because Talking Heads are like on the telly, you know, like newscasters on the telly. That's what a Talking Head is. Absolutely. Well, if you close your eyes, that's just what we are. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, On the uh, dock for the day, we've got, starting off, a nice posting from Eric Ward, also known as Link Master or Link Moses. And uh, he's got a rundown of understanding uh, what he's calling link reputation, uh, using that word, borrowing it possibly from SEOs, reputation and that sort of thing, um, with regards to links. Of course, it's a very important subject if you're into the habit of building links for your sites and your clients and so on. And um, he noticed a uh, you know, posting or comment from someone who talked about getting a paid link on a page that is totally unrecognizable by the search engines. No way that they can discern that the paid link is paid when it's surrounded with, say, unpaid or editorially you know, relevant normal links. But then <clears throat> if that page itself has a high PR and if that page is uh, you know, otherwise uh, uh, a pretty normal uh, hub-type page, and you have one paid link in there, it can be, you know, indistinguishable between, uh, you know, a paid link and the, and the natural ones, right? So Eric is uh, basically trying to put a pin in the, bu- in the balloon with hot air <laughs> and saying, well, you know, the, there's, a, there's some other things to consider here, and uh, I definitely encourage you to read through it um, and take it for um, what he's trying to say, uh, especially regarding the reputation issue, because, you know, if you've got an old site and it already has a history to it and a reputation of being, you know, somewhat flawless in the eyes of search engines with regards to links that you hadn't maybe uh, been part of a 
buying network or something before, and in fact you have uh, you know this history that uh, you might be able to get away with it. He's admitting that's true, but uh, for the most part, before you go ahead and say, oh, great, this is excellent, I'll go ahead and create these types of sites and then start selling links, or that you'd be in the mood for maybe buying said links and uh, go out and trying to find publishers who are willing to sell you know, a link in their otherwise editorially uh, neutral page. Right. Take a look and consider the reputation issue. Because uh, and he finds final fin- finishes the post finally we're talking about a couple fellows in Armani suits one who basically uh, saved for a year to pay for his suit and the other one who just stole it and has a history of being a thief. Oh my god! And I think that's pretty funny. And his <laughs> last his last soundbite is you may be smarter than than them. He's talking about search engines. You may be smarter than them on one page, but they are smarter than you on a billion others. Wow! Nice little soundbite, Eric. I have a lot of respect for that guy. Indeed. So, um, spotted over at Threadwatch uh, is a new plus sign expandable div in Google. Uh, when your ma- when your query matches, uh, say, a Google Finance insertion at the top in the one box area, um, then uh, there's a plus sign now, which when you expand it will bring up the chart and so on. There's a screenshot on the blog. Uh, go check it out. Nice. And, uh, and there you have it. There's something new there. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, here's something funny. I like this one. Um, the blog posting uh, <laughs> Barry put up is titled, Let Google Drive Your Car For You. Really? <laughs> What's that about? Well, you, you just drove in, right? right? So, I mean... How comfortable would you be letting a machine <laughs> take over your car, let alone Google? I I don't know. I don't know about you, but you know, not well, on this freeway. Have you ever, you know, done the maps and gotten lost using their maps or taken a? Of route? course, absolutely. And, yeah, and you've taken a route that might not necessarily be uh, the right one or the closest or the uh, shortest route. Right. Yeah. So I mean. <laughs> Letting something like a machine take over your driving at this time is pretty far-fetched. Well, anyway, this whole thing is actually tongue-in-cheek because it all is uh, comes from basically a an offhand co- uh, comment by Larry Page where he, uh, quote, says, 40,000 people die annually in U.S. car crashes. Uh, and, then he propose, and then he proposes, uh, quote, giving computers control over cars, end quote, so that there will be fewer accidents. <laughs> Uh, so there will be fewer accidents, Aaron. <laughs> now, this reminds me of a PBS, uh, it may have been Frontline or a Nova, I think it was a Nova, where, um, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, they have this annual competition for trying to get, you know, a self-driven car, something that uh, uh, I've seen all the gadgets... Um, and it's like a 10-mile off-road course. And all the gadgets they use, uh, sure, there's computer software, but what it has to do is analyze video because the car has to have eyes, man. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. You have to distinguish, like, a bush from a telephone pole and the road from, say, a river bank or something like that. So, it, you know, it was a neat Nova. And sure, there was a car or two that finished but basically these things were like off course all over the place crashing you know sometimes the you know the devices failed because of um 
you know, the rough road, like the video would like break because it was shaken up. And then it would just go haywire and the car would be just unmanned and driving <laughs> aimlessly until it hit a rock or something. I, you know, I personally, you know, why well, I think the, the, the Lexus parks itself now. That's right. Right. So I think that's probably the closest thing right now <laughs> <laughs> to, let, to letting a machine take over to, to, to driving. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't know about letting Google drive me. No, Google and the maps and... I don't know about that. What are you going to use, global positioning or... <laughs> I mean, especially in Florida because, you know, some of the roads, you know, it's, you know, 15th Court, 15th Avenue, 15th Way, you know, and it goes on and on and on. But then, it, it you know, the road physically um, dead ends and is purportedly to go across this waterway, which there are tons of waterways out here. Uh, however, the maps program... Indicates you can go right over it. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Uh, and roads flood all the time. And yeah. Where where does judgment come into play there? Well, you had put your finger on it, saying that the Lexus parks itself. There is actually a link off uh, the blog to the story about the Lexus parking itself. And you know, if you just can't wait for Google to drive your car for you, then pick up a Lexus and write to Google and say, <laughs> "Hey, will you do a deal with these guys?" Look it up, man. Make it happen. You're buying every other company under the sun. I, too, want to take my Lexus for a swim. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the Lexus Marine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there is a Googler, a uh, software engineer named uh, Christoph Bisiglia. Uh, Bisiglia? Sounds Italian. Mm, yeah. Um and uh, he got the idea that, um, actually he or she, I'm not sure, but um, to spend 10% of, oh, him, his Google time, uh, teaching a class at uh, the University of Washington, which is, you know, if you happen to be going to that school, if you're listening in, uh, you know, find out more. The um, quote here is he wants to uh, uh, create programming prodigies and revamping the way colleges teach computer science. So this is interesting to me, especially insofar as the way that Google has in, a, in, in one way uh, tried and put a lot of effort into trying to change the paradigm, you know, what the way things are done. I mean, you have Microsoft, sort of the old software desktop model, and now you have Google using the Internet and just back-end systems to power all these things that they provide. Hmm. And uh, the programming is, it takes a different slant. You know, it's web development programming versus, uh, you know, um, standalone application programming. So, uh, you know, that must be interesting. I would be interested in it if I were at the University of Washington myself, so... The uh, course will teach students to use 40 computers to solve problems, such as how many times the word mild appears on the Internet and which mild is most relevant to Internet users. So there's also some information retrieval aspects to what he's planning to teach. Pretty cool. Nice. And if you are, uh, if you never grow tired of Google and you want to find every last thing they've ever produced, um, you know, the list of things they've done and uh, applications and other things they offer is pretty exhaustive. Uh, you might not find too much of a complete list, um, but uh, Barry has 
gone ahead and posted uh, four resources that you can find most of their stuff, especially if you look at all four and and uh, create your own master list. Of course, there's the products page at Google, but also Answers.com has a list of Google products, and Barry links off to that. WebRank Info's 127 Google products listing. 127. Wikipedia's Google products listings, and of course, Philip Lenson's Logoscope poll on Google products. Hmm. I think that was the poll we discussed some time ago uh, regarding how many of each of the products get used, and it was like, I think I was on with you, and we were talking about it. It was like everybody uses search, of course. Right, <laughs> right. And like Gmail is like way down there. Maps is, I think, probably there. higher. I, yeah. And I bet the results have changed a little since we talked about it. Yeah. Well, they've had much more um, uh, of a cognitive effort of of pushing out the properties and and measuring, you know, its impact. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And YouTube. Now, this is probably advice that would uh, suffice for other things, but this one has got a YouTube slant to it. There's a uh, an article by Jonathan Mendez, Seven Ways to Optimize Your YouTube Tags. And he details seven different things, just running off the list. Of course, um, number one is quite quite funny. Use relevant tags to describe the video. Gee, that sounds logical. Sounds just a tad familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but he goes on. And then uh, number two, use as many relevant tags as possible. Okay, so we're just going to add as many as possible. Think long-tail searches when it comes to tags. Use adjectives. That's an interesting one. Typically, keywords are nouns, not adjectives. Right. Add category descriptive tags. That makes sense. Um most important the most important tags should also match what you have in the title and description of the movie and uh, don't use and or etc as tag words that can be a problem when you're filling in the tags if you are writing stream of consciousness and you include the word and and or it, they end up showing up as individual tags waste of space mm-hmm. cool little posting on tagging and optimizing Viacom, uh, you know, they've had Google remove a number of videos from YouTube. Right. Um, they've decided to go ahead and take the plunge. They are signing with Juiced uh, rather than YouTube. So they wow. are basically going to, Juiced is a competing YouTube type site, uh, but Juiced is different insofar as uh, it's going to try to keep... Um, it's more commercial and it's going to try to keep uh, the the content more secure than what YouTube is just sort of a free-for-all. Um, from now on, hundreds of hours of programming from Viacom cable networks such as MTV, Comedy Central, and Spike, as well as movies made by the company's Paramount Studios is going to be uh, allowable and viewable through Juiced. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So they decided not to just go ahead uh, and accept uh, a deal with Google, yeah. but going ahead with Juice. So now YouTube has some competition with respect to Viacom's intellectual property anyway. Nice. Yeah. Their content. Hey, man. Content breeds a marketplace. 
man. Content. Well, I guess it's... As uh, does competition. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about content, if you've got ideas and you've started up a blog and you want to promote it, well, you really definitely have to think about the aspect to blogging that is building community. That's the one thing. If you're going to be successful, you have to pay attention to the community, uh, whether it be just the industry you know, which you're, what you're writing about. You know, it could be anything from politics. Uh, there's a lot of Politico blogs to um, you know, whatever product, consumer, uh, consumer advocate type blogs and stuff. You, know, you can get a lot of attention, but you want to pay attention to your community. So um, there's an excellent write-up from Joe White, uh, discovered, I believe, by Barry. Yep, discovered by Barry. Um, and the write-up uh, has been distilled down to uh, a what Barry calls a classic ten-point list. <laughs> and uh, here's the uh, here's the ten points that uh, come from out of this distilled down for you. Network with others in your industry. Gee, of course. Learn about your blog community by my blog logs. <laughs> yeah. Of course, get your related blogs and learn about what other people are writing. Be opinionated and lively with your content. This is an important one that is pretty obvious, and a lot of people have talked about it, but definitely key here is that the only way you're going to get, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, some people take it too far. i got to admit, I, I believe <laughs> some people go way too far. But a little overboard. <laughs> A little overboard, but most definitely uh, opinionated and lively content is the way to attract attention. Have goals and think long-term. That's always good advice, no matter what uh, we're talking about. Uh, retain your visitors. Of course, that, to my mind, means post and post again and post some more and post until your fingers are bleeding on the keyboard. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to run a blog, Darren, you know, you just got to... You just got to hit him with content, man. Yeah, you got to be consistent. You know, I, I say it all the time. I, I'm not a big blogger. Everybody knows that. I don't blog all the time. I blog occasionally, you know. So you read, I, just you kind read of a, them, right? an update. I, I, um, I, I yeah. When, like I when do, you do read when them, I, do do you, re I mean, you you know that it's the, con the, the number of posts that they get, you know, is, is what really... It's, it's keeps people's attention. Yeah, it's the number of posts, and you know, if it looks like you know all all of the bloggers' posts, you know, are active, you know, with with community feedback, you know that that tells you that there's there's you know they're doing something right, and that sense of community is there, right, and, and that there there is some you know likely some some good discussion going on and worth checking out. So, you know, for me, that's kind of how I, I pre-qualify it personally because I'm not big into the blogging scene. Um, but personally, you know, that's, that's kind of that's like my measuring stick. Well, there's too many blogs that people have started up and then realized how much work it takes to actually blog and think about original content. You know? oh, right. Um, I mean, even Neo in the chat room says, I can't find enough to blog about. It's true, man, and it, it takes that much work, and you've got to have a following. You've got to start a thing. I mean, there's, you know, one of those blogs, like, you know, a single woman in her dating scene in New York City, and everybody's holding on, you know, with bated breath what her next posting is going to be because she posts enough she posts frequently and the one thing i can't stand whenever i do come across a blog is reaching a post that says i'm on vacation for the next week so don't expect anything from me 
I mean, that's the one thing I don't want, whether it's in an RSS reader or I hit it, you know. I mean, I don't, you know, vacation, fine, whatever, just go silent. <laughs> yeah, don't clutter up, don't, don't clutter up my readers with, with uh, the, the aimless pose. Yeah, that just, it has no real value or meaning. It just says, you know, goodbye. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, how to retain your visitors, folks, is just, you know, blog prolifically. Uh, I'd say Barry is like an icon. Oh, absolutely. Blogs, blogs and blogs and blogs. And guess what? We all read it. So encourage commenting. Um, certainly uh, that's important. Um, and, of course, the number one SEO thingy. Um, use link bait-like titles. And if you use link bait-like titles and you include keywords, then you're definitely SEOing. <laughs> Link bait, oh boy. Leverage social media, of course, if you mm -hmm. can, do it. Leverage link baiting, well, we talked about that just now, and join ad networks. Hmm. Yeah, basically monetize. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so on the tail end of the show here, we've got a great post from Greg Sterling. Um, lengthy, in-depth, uh, running down a few companies and things that they're that are happening in the mobile space. So um, essentially mobile is getting more and more popular and things are growing and it's taking off even in the U.S. where it's been much slower than Europe and other areas. Um, the usage that it's expanding and there's a good good chunk of people who are using their mobile uh, devices for text messaging. You know, you've got a BlackBerry or you've got a QWERTY keyboard on your uh, phone. Uh, text messaging is at your fingertips, and so, you know, there's been some penetration of text messaging on these mobile devices, including anywhere from 36 to 70% of uh, U.S. mobile uh, users are text messaging, which is right. interesting. Yeah. So, of course, guess what? Mm. Text messaging advertising, right? So here's a rundown of text messaging or text message advertising companies. Now, you know, there's that famous word, spin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's what these companies have to deal with, right? But here are some ideas that seem to be sort of a blend of spin and what users want. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Advertising, anyway. Um, Miva and Info NXX have joined forces in a thing called Paper Text. And uh, there's a UK-based directory, 118118, which is owned by Info NXX. And they've launched uh, PP Text last year with Miva. And uh, they're saying that their text ads, which are contextually relevant, uh, appended to the bottom of messages, uh, have some good success rates. 4 to 10% text-to-call rates in some case studies. For Info and Chevy have put together a sort of a branded uh, Chevy. I think it's the Silverado. Is it the Silverado? Mm. Um, well, uh, yes, the Silverado truck in which they are, you know, trying to shoot the, you know, message out to some and bring some ads and uh, to users. Interesting. Especially, you know, letting them know where the closest dealer is, and right. that sort of thing. Nearby Now, which is Shop by Text, offers a product that enables people 
actually query for product inventory via text message and find sale items in local malls that are serviced by by nearby now. Um, and uh, this is interesting. CEO Scott Dunlap uh, told Greg that text messaging campaigns announced sales and specials have been particularly successful with in-mall shoppers, in some cases even creating too much response. <laughs> so I guess the store locally ran out of the product they were trying to promote. Voice technology provider Voice Signal launched in conjunction with InfoNXX. V-Search, which is voice-driven mobile local search product. Say that fast three times. Boy, I tell you, <laughs> it ain't easy, folks. Uh, anyhow, it's a mobile internet text-like push delivery mechanism. So, um, anyway, what's interesting about this is that it is an downloadable app that has graphically uh, uh, rich screens of scrollable maps, and, and it's it's embedded on your handset. So there's uh, there's uh, a system through which you can do some advertising through them. Nice. Um, and finally, Movox, which is a company that came from a jingle competitor Infrida, and, you know, uh, Infrida had... Uh, failed and sold its assets to AT&T, but Movox uh, offers its advertising in the form of alerts and coupons via text messages. So I suppose if you opt in, you can get alerts and coupons. Coupons. So that's what's going on in the search world. Nice. Nice. Well, can I tell you, I I was not surprised with the mobile story. Um, You you know, someone in the chat room commented that... uh, you know that that the U.S. is slightly you know held back by crap service. You know to to not mince any words. Uh, you know I I would I would agree with half that and say that that you know the other half is probably you know still the lack of regulation and uh, you know where it's going to go fast. Um, you know because uh, you know just like the chat room said, uh, you know. Uh, Providers now are already, you know, spamming user bases and, you know, uh, with with offerings. Uh, you know, Singular does it to me, you know, constantly. So uh, I, I just, I, I was not surprised with that story. I, I think that, you know, it's something to, to keep a real eye on because it'll continue to, to, to evolve. It will, it will. And there's so many more handsets in people's hands, uh, no pun, than computers on their desktop. So, right. I mean, the... the it's a market to not be ignored. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Rock on, cool. man. Well, Rock folks, on. that is your Tuesday edition of the Daily Search Cast. We will be back tomorrow for a little bit more news, headlines, and recaps right here tomorrow on the Daily Search Cast. We'll see you tomorrow, Detlev. See you tomorrow, Goo. The Daily Search Cast is produced and sponsored by WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Looking to boost your competitive edge? Your bottom line. Network with your peers? Then stay tuned into webmasterradio.fm, where you can listen live or in podcast format to our award-winning exclusive radio shows hosted by the most respected names in the Internet world. Friday, February 23rd at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Join us for another great webmasterradio.fm town hall meeting featuring getwebcontent.com, hosted by Brandy Shapiro-Babin. 
That's the GetWebContent.com Town Hall Meeting, Friday, February 23rd at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. WebmasterRadio.fm, putting you in the front row with unprecedented access to everyone you need to know. Log in now.